You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. It's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. O'Connell is under center. He gives it to Jacobs, following the offensive lineman at the goal line. Ball is loose, but they call it a touchdown. Josh Jacobs reached it over the goal line before it popped out of his hands. His second rushing touchdown of the day. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Here's your boy Q. And here we go, Raider Nation, back in your ear hole for the next three hours. You hear Josh Jacobs right there with his second touchdown of the game. Uh, Ended up with 98 yards on the day, 26 carries, those two touchdowns. And uh, his best performance of the season against the New York Giants upcoming this week is the New York Jets at Allegiant Stadium. Sunday night football, little prime time action. When you hear the beats like you hear the beats, you know that there's only one guy in charge of that. That's my man Ari. It means mean the Ari is back from, well, parts, parts well, I guess, beyond whatever we uh, – comprehension. I don't know where you've been. You've been, like, in the woods for about a month, but welcome back, Ari. Basically. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Glad for that introduction. Yeah. And, you uh, know, I mean, yeah. That's the best I could do for you, there, man. Well, there's a little bit here, too. Simon says, so it's like now the boss is back. The real boss, producer guy, is oh. back now. So I'm here to, you know, to tell you what to do and be forceful about it. I don't know what those oh. guys did while I was gone, but – I'm back. Well, so, man, you, Ari look, says. I'll tell you what, <laughs> you, you came back at the right time. Uh, yesterday, Jared Did spent I? all day long, three hours long, three hours strong, uh, celebrating the Hallmark Channel, and I don't roll like that. <laughs> and, um, yeah, he was having a good time with it. So uh, I'm glad that, that yesterday was the last day for that, and now we get back to some real beats produced by not Dre, but Ari, who's there back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio holding it down, as he always does. I'm at the home studio. Studio Q is what we like to call it. Of course, the show is being brought to you by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. Again, this is Unnecessary Rough. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. It is Thursday, so we started to turn the page yesterday to the New York Jets, and we are full steam ahead on today's show. Looking forward to the Sunday night action that will be at Allegiant Stadium week 10. I can't believe that week 10 really – I mean, I can't believe it because, well, that's what happens, right? I mean, it just – Time keeps on moving, but it's already week 10. I remember when the season was just getting underway, but now here we are, week 10. And unfortunately for us, Thursday night football is not going to be a great one. Now, I say that it will be great if you go out to Sahara, Las Vegas tonight. Chickies and Pete, that's where Clay Baker will be for the morning tailgate. You can hang out with him, get some prizes, watch Thursday night football. Again, the game I don't think is going to be great, but just hanging out and having a good time will be. Carolina is at Chicago, so, yeah, not – not two great teams on the docket, but it's football. We're going to watch. We're locked in because that's just what we do. So that's Chickies of Pete's at Sahara, Las Vegas. I'll tell you more about them later on in the show. But got a lot to get to on today's show. Matter of fact, coming up in about 10 minutes, Vinny Bonsignor from uh, the Las Vegas Review Journal and Raider Nation Radio 920, the morning tailgate, will kick us off. Uh, the Raiders have open locker room coming up around 2.30. So Vinny's going to join us and then go into the locker room. And hopefully we're able to get some sound from the locker room today. We didn't get any yesterday, but uh, hopefully we're able to get some today. And uh, that'll be really good uh, to hear from the players as they prepare for this game against the Jets and kind of the the um, the energy. I really um, that's what I'm really most curious about is the energy of this team. They were pumped up. They were fired up last week. Uh, you know, Antonio Pierce, the interim head coach, uh, had everybody wanting to run through a wall for him. 
Can they keep that intensity up this week? That's what I'm looking forward to. That's why I really want to hear what the locker room sounds like. So hopefully Vinny will give us some kind of an idea, and then on top of that, be able to provide some sounds from the locker room, maybe talk to a player or two. But Vinny Bonsignor joins us coming up at around 2.15. 3 o'clock as we continue to look at the New York Jets, we'll talk to Rich Samiti, our good friend from ESPN. He'll give us the lowdown on all things Jets. And right now they're in a position. They really are. They're in a position where they don't know what to do offensively. Their defense, solid. Their run game, solid. But everything else, every other element of the offense, not so much. And, of course, that always goes back to the quarterback position. Zach Wilson, uh, he hasn't done very well the last few games. Uh, There's questions. Should he even be the starting quarterback? Should it be Trevor Simeon? Should it be somebody else? What are they going to do? Is Robert Sala being forced to play Zach Wilson, or is it his decision? There's so many questions when it comes to the Jets. I don't think this game on Sunday night is going to be very high scoring. I think as long as the Raiders don't turn the ball over, they should win. But that salty defense that the Jets have, they uh, they can create some turnovers in the secondary. Uh, they got the dudes to get to the quarterback, so the offensive line is going to have a tall task in front of them. Uh, so we'll preview this Raiders-Jets game with Rich Samini from ESPN coming up at 3 o'clock at 3.30. Every single Tuesday and 30, Thursday, we talk to Lincoln Kennedy, Raiders color commentator, former Raider offensive lineman, standout offensive lineman. He'll join the show and give us kind of his keys to the game, what he'll be looking for, and uh, really how the Raiders can keep this momentum rolling. And I do think that they have some juice. They have some momentum behind their, their sales right now as they head into this second week with uh, interim head coach uh, Antonio Pierce, interim offensive coordinator Bo Hardegree. Of course, Champ Kelly's the interim GM as well. But uh, more importantly, just those coaches in particular how they can guide the the ship as they go into Week 10 action. Uh, Just kind of want to know how he can keep, and when I say he, I mean Antonio Pierce, can keep this party rolling and how long the players can really keep that energy up. That's something that gets me fired up when I see these guys fired up and excited and, and, and ready to run through a wall for AP. Can they keep it up? Just like the fan base is fired up, right? Ari, you've been gone, but, uh, I man, I can, let me tell you, brother, I mean, you were here for all the the whole season. You've been here all season long where there was a lot of dark days, where there was a lot of Raider Nation that was miserable. Like, let's just call it a buck, right? Uh, you know, it, they, they, were, they were miserable, and now it's like a dark cloud has been lifted off of their shoulders. And I'll tell you, the mood of Raider Nation has been totally different than what it was when you took off. Yeah, right. Yeah, like I have something to do with it. You uh, did. <laughs> you did. You, maybe you were the dark cloud. You know, all of a sudden I leave. Right. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. No, I trust me. I wasn't even. I wasn't even really that much in tune. But I could not have. I mean, I even went grab some pizza and the guy was, was talking to you. Grab some pizza. Did you grab some cheese pizza? Yes, cheese pizza. <laughs> no That's toppings. So relax. So boring. Uh, it was amazing, actually. So but, uh, boring. We're There's talking. Nothing amazing about cheese pizza. Because you're here in Vegas. I mean, no, do- I don't care if I was in Africa. There's nothing. Imp- there's nothing <laughs> interesting about cheese pizza. Are they known for their awesome pizza in Africa? No, or? I'm just saying. There's <laughs> nothing that is like intriguing or exciting about cheese pizza. It's so boring. I like natural stuff just for what it is. <laughs> it's like and saying, it- man, that water was the best water yeah, ever. You know, yeah, oh, water's good. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I drink it all the time, but... Did you ever have lemonade? It's just water. <laughs> yeah, lemonade has flavor. Pizza is, with cheese is just that. Yeah, I know. All right, that's just me. But uh, the, the point of this, well, you <laughs> cut me off now. Uh, yeah, it was basically like a total conversation. It was all the talk. And I mean, even outside of the city, I'm saying it was like, whoa, they fired. Yeah, that's... Right. You know, so... And, and I saw, like, I checked. I was very, like, reserved about checking Twitter. I was just trying to just, just live in the moment and not worried about all that. I'm off work, right? But Right. Man, it was everything, everywhere. All the you know, it was good though. It's good to see it. Then the game happened. Then they won, and so it just keeps going. So I I will say from uh, being somewhere outside of there, 
still probably maybe just see what happens. Temper, like <laughs> I feel temper your expectations. Well, just you know, little, it's one extreme yeah. or the other. Right? It, it we really can't, is. We can't, we can't go week to week. No. It's got to be one extreme or the other. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed, and I mean that's just on. <laughs> that's just what I'm used to. So I knew that was coming, but. Um, yeah, we'll see. It looks, it feels good though. Honestly, it does. Like, it, bigger it does. than just tangible. I'll tell you personally, it feels a lot better yeah. than what it felt like a few weeks ago. I can tell you that straight up. Sir Whiskey Ray already hit us up on the dumbybroke.com text line at six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. Ari, welcome back. We missed you. Sincerely, the Hallmark Channel, Rocky Road Ice Cream, <laughs> and Caller Nine Radio Contest winners. That's from <laughs> Sir Whiskey Ray right there. Great. So there you go. There's what your up, first Ray? welcome back. That's your first and your last welcome My back man. because now it's going to be like you've been here for uh, the whole time. So we're not going to even show you no love anymore. That's the best one i've gotten all day <laughs> there you go I, I bet i bet but uh there you go so uh that's sir whiskey ray starting us off on the don'tbebroke.com text line so lincoln kennedy will join us at 3 30 we have rich samini from espn at three and before that matter of fact coming up in a few minutes we have vinnie bonsignor from the las vegas review journal and of course radio nation radio 920 the morning tailgate with clay baker and lindsey brown coming up around 2 15 those are the guests that we have coming up on the show let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM is brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. So as we kick off the opening drive, and I have a couple different topics that I want to bring to the table, but the second one I'll save for a little bit later on in the show, and uh, we'll be, like I said, talking with Vinny Bonsignor in about five minutes or so here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I know it's been a small sample size. I know this. I know it's only been a week for the most part. I get that. It's only going into the second week of the Raiders under Antonio Pierce, the head coach. But I want to know from you, Raider Nation, what have you learned about this team now that you've seen them for a week under Coach Pierce? And on top of that, what do you still need to learn or want to learn about this team with eight games left? And that could be anything. That could be, and that's probably the more important question, is what you still need to learn about this team because I'll, I'll tell you off top just answering that part of the question what I need to learn about the, this team is the quarterback position I think that's probably the most important question right is Aiden O'Connell going to be that guy he was very efficient against the Giants you know just threw for over a little bit over 200 yards no touchdowns no interceptions didn't take any sacks right he looked the part he looked very efficient while he was you know calling out the protections and making sure uh, guys were in the place that they needed to be, got the ball out on time, didn't hold the ball too long. He looked very efficient in that game. Can he continue to do that? Like That's one of the biggest focus points for me is I'm going to monitor, regardless, win, loss, whatever the case may be, monitor what Aiden O'Connell does moving forward. The other thing I want to learn about this team is can they get better? And what I mean by better is uh, can they be more effective? Can they be more, um, you know, like – I don't want to say high high powered offense, but can they can they obviously do better as far as the, the scoring and and you know pressure on the defense more like you know are they that was last week's thirty points was that just okay that was one week or can they effectively be a twenty twenty five plus point offense you know what I mean like can they continue to do that if they can I look at the rest of the schedule and say you know what all bets are off who knows what they could do. Right, But if that's just a one-off type situation, we'll learn sooner rather than later because they've got a tough defense coming to town of the Jets. So depending on what they do this week, I think we'll learn a lot about the offense. So how much better can they get? Can Aiden O'Connell get Devontae Adams more involved? I mean, even in that game, even having a, a big performance against the Giants, they still didn't really get Devontae Adams involved until later on in the game. I'd like to see him involved early. I love the fact that Josh Jacobs got rolling 
I really did. I, I love the fact that he had his best his best showing of the season. That was great. But can they keep that party going? Can they utilize all the weapons that they have effectively? Hunter Renfro got a couple catches, almost scored a touchdown. Devontae had, you know, a handful of catches. Jacoby Myers was the impact guy, got in the end zone by way of the ground. Can they utilize all their weapons? Can they get Michael Mayer involved? Like that's how how does this offense evolve? Maybe that's the best way to put it. So there's there's two things I'm looking for the rest of the way. There's eight games, including this one on Sunday. What does the quarterback position look like? Can he continue to improve? Can he be that part? Can he be that dude? Can they use offensively all the weapons, get them all involved, and really be that offense that that many of us, especially me, thought that they could be heading into the season that clearly they weren't? And then defensively, they've done a good job. Max has done a great job getting to the quarterback. On the back end, they've done a good job eliminating the big plays. I mean, I think they've only given up, what, 15 20-plus yard reception so far this season. Think they're the best in the league at that? I mean, they've done a good job in the secondary. And they've obviously created turnovers. But can they stop the run? So can that defense do what Antonio Pierce mentioned on, uh, on Wednesday with how he wants to see this defense evolve? You've got to be able to stop the run. That is the Achilles heel right now, this, this defense. Even on Sunday against the Giants, Saquon Barkley was off to a hot start. He really was. Problem is that they got too far behind and they had to go away from him. But he still had 90 yards on the ground. Right, But early on, I remember tweeting out during the game, I was like, well, Saquon's up to 50 yards. Well, Saquon's up to 65 yards. I mean, there was times where I thought that Saquon was going to take over the game. But luckily for the Raiders, they were able to make and create so much separation that they had to rely on the, the passing game and a, and a quarterback that was thrown into duty because Daniel Jones went down with that torn ACL. Tommy DeVito had to come in, the undrafted guy, similar to what the Raiders saw when they, they saw Tyson Bajant in Chicago, except for Bajant found a way to beat them as he got his first career start. So that's really what they've got to do uh, as far as I'm concerned. Those are the three questions that I have and the, the, really the three points of this team that I'm really focused on the rest of the way, right? Can Aiden O'Connell continue to improve? Can he prove to be the guy, you know, or, or is he just going to be a guy? You know, how, how does he evolve with multiple games that he has to play? Can the offense get everybody involved? You know, not just only the Josh Jacobs show or not just only the, you know, the uh, Jacoby Myers show or only the Devontae Adams show. All these weapons, you've got to be able to utilize them. All the good teams that have a bunch of weapons, they use them. So can you continue to do that? And then defensively, can you improve? And what I mean by improving defensively, you've got to find a way to stop the run. And, oh, by the way, the guy coming to town, Brees Hall, might have heard of him. He's pretty good. He can run the ball. They're going to be tested. They're going to be stressed a lot Sunday night at Allegiant Stadium. So those are the questions I throw out there to you. The don'tbebroke.com text line is 69187, keyword r You can hit us up on the phone lines when we don't have a guest, and you can do that around 2.30 at 702-365-9200. But right now, we got to get to our guy, Vinny Bonsignor. We do it like this. It's unnecessary roughness. Let's go inside the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, sponsored by Dos Caras Tequila and presented by the Realty One Group. And Vinny Bonsignor joins us now on the phone lines. Vinny, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you. I know in a matter of minutes you're going to be heading into the Raiders locker room to talk to a few of the players, and hopefully you can give us uh, some feedback back on how the, the vibe is, if the energy is still up. But uh, what are your expectations, man, heading into game number two under Coach Antonio Pierce, the interim coach? Is that energy still going to be up? Is that excitement and that run-through-a-wall-for-coach mentality, is that still going to be there? Yeah, that's a great question, and, uh, and and guys are talking about that for sure. And as 
you know, Antonio Pierce talked about, trying to build a winning stamina. You're not going to always win games based on emotion. You're going to burn yourself out uh, if that's what you're relying on. So I think that, you know, uh, they, they sort of got back to basics this week in terms of, um, you know, not relying so much on that and just relying on, you know, doing your job and being efficient and, and being smart. Sunday, I would imagine that there's going to be a tremendous amount of emotion out there. You take that into the game and you build it up, you know, uh, day after day, hour after hour in the, in the lead-up to it. But it's not something that they're going to rely solely on. And I don't necessarily think they did that either uh, last Sunday against the Giants, but of course they were emotionally charged. Of course, you know, this time last week they were playing basketball and the, they were kind of not celebrating uh, anybody's demise, but, but sort of embracing the new way of looking at things. Uh, and I don't think they're being as uh, overt with that this week, but I don't think that there's going to be any less of it in terms of each person's uh, internal clock and internal motivational tools that they use. Uh, and I don't think we're going to see any letdown uh, as a result on Sunday. On, su- on Sunday against the Giants, I thought Aiden O'Connell on the offensive line did a hell of a job. We know that Wink Martindale likes to bring a ton of pressure, and they kept Aiden O'Connell clean, and he was able to not have any turnovers, no sacks or any of that. How much pressure is he going to be under this week against the Jets, and how do you look to see Aiden O'Connell evolve and continue to improve? Yeah, I think what he really did good, and I wrote about this, was being able to manage the game at the line of scrimmage in terms of, picking up where the blitzes are coming from, where the pressure points are coming from, getting the offensive line uh, on the right page. There was a throw he made to Hunter Renfro uh, on the drive where they ended up taking a 14 to nothing lead where he saw 58 from the Giants inside linebacker was the, uh, was the blitzer. He pointed that out. Uh, it was an alert over to uh, Hunter Renfro, who became the hot route. Um, and, so, and sure enough, snap of the ball, 58 is looping around on a blitz. Uh, Aiden O'Connell understands that he was going to be the free man, needed to quicken up his footwork. Hunter Renfro was on the right page or the same page and, and became the hot route on a, on a quick release uh, to the inside slant. Easy throw, easy gain for 19 yards. Number 58 was never even a factor. He didn't get to Aiden O'Connell because Aiden O'Connell got the ball out of his hands quicker than the, uh, than the blitzer was going to get to him because he knew what was happening. And the, the ability to do that, at such a young age, or excuse me, um, in terms of uh, the experience, is, is pretty impressive. And I think that his understanding of the game at that level will help negate the pass rush. Now, obviously, they got to continue it, and that, that's on the offensive line to be on the same page with the quarterback as well. Uh, but so far, so good in, in Aiden's uh, understanding of things at that line of scrimmage because in a lot of ways – you know, the sacks are you, – you always end up putting them, putting them on, the, uh, on, the, on the offensive line, but oftentimes it's because the quarterback doesn't understand necessarily what's going on at the line of scrimmage. And if you want a proof of that, look at Zach Wilson uh, and the Jets. I don't think he sees things all that clearly uh, in that regard. He gets sacked a lot as a result, and we're, we're blaming the Jets' offensive line, not saying it's the greatest offensive line. But I wonder with a better quarterback out there that can recognize those types of things, how differently we'd be looking at that Jets offensive line. Yeah, no, there's no doubt, right? And, and there's been times where Zach Wilson's definitely held on to the ball. I mean, when you get eight, sacked eight times like he did on Monday Night Football, some of that's on him as well. It's not just necessarily 100% on the offensive line. So what about interim offensive coordinator Bo Hardegree? I thought he did a really good job going to the, the team and, and you know learning what they wanted to do and, and, and learning what they do really well. So what does he do for his encore performance? How Now that he has some, some film out there on him, how does he play check chess instead of checkers? 
Yeah, uh, it's a great question too, and and you know I think that they called. I think he called a game that was reflective of how that game unfolded. You know, they got out to a pretty big early lead in terms of the first half. I thought they dialed it down uh, in the second half. There was really yeah. no need uh, to push the envelope and maybe maybe you know uh, run into some mistakes as a result. Why? Well. It also helped that the Raiders' defense was controlling the Giants' offense. I don't think anybody had any fear after a certain point in that game, especially after Daniel Jones went out of the game, uh, that the Giants were going to mount anything uh, of substance defense or offensively, especially as well as the Raiders' defense played. So that, I think, you know, was reflected in the play calling. That might still be the case against the Jets because I don't think the Jets' offense puts a whole lot of fear uh, in anybody. So especially if the Raiders to get out to a to a to an early lead uh, that might be a little bit more conservative uh, from that point on. There's going to be a time where that's not going to be the case. When you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins, they're going to have to open things up and put a little bit more on Aiden O'Connell's plate. But from a run game perspective, I think the the amount of zone re- zone runs that we saw from the Raiders, I think that'll probably continue. They had a lot of success uh, doing that, getting the ball in various players' hands, including Hunter Renfro. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, Michael Mayer, Jacoby Myers, probably implementing a little bit more with Devontae. It's interesting to see how the Jets' defense defends Devontae after what they saw on tape of seven other players, you know, doing damage against the Giants. So that might uh, dictate a little bit of how uh, Bo calls the games. But I like the flexibility. I like the creativity. Uh, and I liked the, uh, you know, his confidence in himself to say to, you know, players on the team, like, look, I want to hear from you. What do you think we should do to help you? And then he takes that advice or, or you know, input uh, and, and, and massages it or bakes it into his game plan. So I like that. I think that's a really good approach. One more question for you on the offensive side of things. And I mentioned this earlier that I'd like to see Devontae involved a little bit earlier. It seemed like it took him a while to get going on Sunday against the Giants. I know you don't want to force feed him, but is there some kind of middle even that the Raiders can do where they can get him involved earlier instead of what we saw on, on Sunday against the G-Men? Yeah, um, I'm not sure. You know, there were a couple of times. One, I thought there was a throw to him that would have been a nice game. I thought there was pass interference on the play. Uh, that's just me. Yeah. Uh, there was a there was there was another where where he and um, Aiden just missed. Uh, I felt like looking back at at, at the tape, um, there was some footwork. A little spotty footwork on Aiden's part uh, that that I think caused the throw to sail on him a little bit, um, and I do think that you know their time on task together, more reps in games, you know, kind of kind of developing that 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 chemistry on the fly. I think, uh, and this is just my belief, more my opinion, but I think that's going to end up taking care of itself. I think there's going to be some more con- connections. I felt like there were a few that they left out on the, on the field. I guess is what I'm saying on yeah. on Sunday that would have changed how we looked at it. You know, in, in, in retrospect, had a couple of those passes, two or three of them really uh, would have been completions. We'd be looking at it a whole a, a lot differently. So it, when those completions start coming, uh, I think we'll see that you know they're getting on the same page and they're being implemented. But I do, I would like to see Devonte, um, you know, get some long balls. You know, uh, and I think Aiden is capable of doing it. Obviously, how the defense plays him uh, will 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 you know sort of uh, dictate that a little bit. But every once in a while, you gotta you gotta say to everybody else, I don't care if you're double teaming number seventeen. Uh, I believe in my ability to get on the ball. I believe in his ability to go get the ball. We're gonna make you pay regardless of what you're trying to do. 
Vinny Bonsignor is our guest from Las Vegas Review Journal and the Raider Nation Radio 920's Morning Tailgate with Clay Baker and Lindsey Brown, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Defensively, uh, and Antonio Pierce mentioned this to us on Wednesday, that to uh, continue to improve this defense, they've got to be able to find a way to stop the run. Brees Hall is coming to town. He is a really good running back. How challenging is this going to be for this Raiders defense? Yeah, definitely uh, a, a challenge. Um, but I, but I feel like they're coming off a pretty decent game against Saquon Barkley. I know Barkley got you know got his uh, to some extent, mm-hmm. but there weren't any big huge runs. You know they've been able to do a pretty good job. The Raiders have, outside of a couple plays here and there, um, uh, 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 being able to, to minimize damage in, in the run game. And, and you know when I look up and I see that the Raiders are where they are, I think 19th right now in points given up. Um, and and that's that's after you know the, the what happened in Chicago where they scored thirty points. You throw that game out um, and, and the Buffalo game too, and it's it's a lot less than that. It is what it is. Uh, you have to the, the stats you know show show what what what's truly happening. Um, but I feel like the way the Raiders have played in the red zone, the Raider, the way they they've played in the against the pass, which they've been really good at. Um, yeah, the run game has been – they, ha- they aren't great at, at stopping the run, but they're good everywhere else. And so it hasn't really necessarily killed them uh, defensively. So if they could kind of do the same thing they did uh, on Saquon Barkley, uh, who is really good, by the way, yeah. um, you know, this week against the Jets, I, I think they should be okay because there, there shouldn't be too much fear uh, with Zach Wilson uh, back there throwing. And in fact, I think the Raiders are in position to maybe uh, turn it over a couple of times uh, with Zach Wilson. Yeah, well, I'll tell you right now, if they get up a couple touchdowns on the Jets, man, they're in no position to try to climb themselves out of a, of a hole, man. The Jets' offense is really, really bad. But the Raiders are tasked with having to get up on them early in this game and try to make it a little bit more comfortable. And Vinny, we'll close out with this. If the Raiders do win this game on Sunday, somehow, some way, they come up with this victory, they improve to 5-5, five and five, what is the rest of the outlook on the season as far as you're concerned? Yeah, I mean, it's hard not, if, if that is the case. Um, it would be hard not to be optimistic because I look at the Vikings with their quarterback situation that's on the Raiders' schedule. I think that's a game that they should be able to uh, to navigate uh, and and to win. Uh, you know, they play the Colts. I don't. The Colts are an okay team, but I don't think that they're unbeatable by any stretch of the imagination. Um, you look at uh, who else is coming to. Uh, there were five games that I counted uh, that I felt like the Raiders have a pretty good chance. Uh, to win, including including Sunday's game, you know, against the Jets. Um, I'm, mis- I'm missing a couple of teams here. Uh, the Dolphins, and then it comes down to what happens in the three games between the Dolphins, the Chiefs, and the Chiefs. You know, those three right, games. There's right. five games out there that I think are, are fairly winnable that don't, you know, the, uh, for, the, for the Raiders coming up. And if they could do their job in those five games, all of a sudden five plus four, four equals nine, what do they do in those other three games? Could they possibly get to ten games? Now, all of that is predicated uh, on them taking care of business. Uh, you know, Sunday against the Jets, uh, against the Vikings, and some of the other teams. You know, the the, the Colts, uh, who they play, the Denver Broncos are still on their schedule. Right. On taking care of business against those teams, if they can do that, they can make something of this season. I'm not saying they're going to the Super Bowl, but there can be some positive momentum that comes out of this year. I mean, there could be. There really could be. They've got to take it one game at a time. But, I mean, again, uh, with so many games still left to be played, there's a lot that could be achieved by the silver and black. Great stuff as always, Vinny. Uh, what are you working on that we should be on the lookout for? I'm working on the question that you just asked me at the, at the top. How do the Raiders sort of, um, you know, bounce back after an emotionally charged game against the Giants and find that right blend between 
emotion and efficiency on Sunday when when they don't have a week like they had last week to kind of tap into. Now it's business as usual uh, moving forward, and, and how can they bottle that up so that they can take it into Sunday against the Jets uh, and take care of business. There you go. Well, great minds think alike. Good stuff, man. I know you're going to go into the Raiders locker room. If you get anything good, send it over to us. We appreciate you. Thanks so much for your time. Absolutely. Have a great show. All right, brother, will do. Appreciate you. There he goes. Vinny Bonsignore is on his way to the Raiders locker room. If he gets anything, you heard him. He'll send it over to us, and you'll hear from the players themselves. 2.27 is the time. We'll take a quick break. I see you, Papa Meech. I see you, Eddie in L.A. We'll get to you. Plus, we'll hear from head coach Antonio Pierce, interim head coach Antonio Pierce, as he talked to the media on Wednesday. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Brought to you by Paul Padilla. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread. Loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people, so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at portasubs.com. The thing that's sustainable is just our, our attitude, our energy, and, and our focus moving forward as a team. And I think, you know, all those pieces are, are in place right now. It's just a matter of just keeping that going and, and keeping everybody positive, you know, in the midst of adversity. Um, you know, not everything's going to go as smoothly as it did last, last week. So just understanding that and then doing something about it when you have the opportunity. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q, broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Devontae Adams right there talking about what we've been talking about so far throughout the course of the show, sustaining that energy that they showed against the Giants. Can they take that into this Sunday, Sunday night football against the Jets, little prime time action? Can they do that? Can they keep that party rolling throughout the course of the rest of the season? Can they do that? Those are some of the questions that need to be answered. Again, I threw out there, what have you learned about this team one week under Coach Antonio Pierce, interim Coach Antonio Pierce, and what do you still need to learn with eight games left, including this game coming up on Sunday? I've got another topic that I'll bring to the table probably around 4 o'clock here on the show, but that's the main question that I threw out there, and I got a lot of feedback so far. Matter of fact, uh, from Mr. Taco on Twitter, at rnr 928 m at produces at your boy Q254. Mr. Taco said, I've learned that bad leadership will destroy anything that it touches. I want to learn if there is a high gear on that offense that will complement what the defense is doing. Also, want to learn if the team will be ready for the Miami game and turn some heads across the National Football League. That's from Mr. Taco. Thanks for, so much for that. And the one thing about the Dolphins, they have not beaten a team yet that is uh, above 500, right? They just have not. They've, they're, uh, what, 6-2 on the season, and they've, uh, they've beaten teams that are 500 or below, and that's it. And if the Raiders win on Sunday, which I expect them to win as long as they don't turn the ball over, I, uh, they'll be sitting there at 500. So I think that they'll have a puncher's chance in this one. It's going to be tough, though, being on South Beach. Of course, Miami has that big uh, home field advantage, but can't worry about South Beach right now. You've got to worry about Allegiant Stadium and the Jets coming up Sunday night football action uh also got hit up on uh twitter at uh at ari produces at rnr 920 am and at your boy q254 kudos to ari for the godzilla intro the movie godzilla minus one yep that's his name 
It's coming out soon. That's from uh, that's from Fabian on Twitter. And so there you go. He identified your uh, your sound that you were using there, Ari. Got the sample and everything. This guy. That's great. There you go. I I'll be full uh, full disclosure. I've never seen Godzilla. I've never seen any of those movies, so I wouldn't know if it was in it or not. I haven't either. I just know because I'm a music nerd. But yeah. Yeah, no, no, you are. I'm okay with that, though. <laughs> I definitely appreciate that. Uh, this is from Raider at T on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword r I believe O'Connell will be a hardworking quarterback, and he's commanding our offensive line like a vet. We've seen the ball get spread out last Sunday. I think Bo will cook up some great plays to get the ball to unsuspected weapons. That's from Raider at T. And, yeah, you bring up a good point. And, really, when I say I want to see him spread the ball out, I want to see it start happening early. Right, I mean, we saw a healthy, healthy dose of Josh Jacobs, which was fantastic. But you know, like guys like Devontae really didn't get involved too early. Uh, Jacoby had a couple plays, and then the nice run that he had on the end of round that was cool seeing him get to the end zone. Right, but I want to see, I want to see Michael Mayer involved. I want to see Hunter Renfro involved before the third or fourth quarter. I want to see these guys involved early so any team that they play knows, you know what, we have to focus in on everybody, not just one guy. I can't just load the box. I can't just uh, act like Trey Tucker is not going to spread the field like that or stretch the field. That's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about, you know, spread the ball around. I just want to see them create, uh, you know, these weapons and these mismatches early in the game so they can use it late in the game as well. So thanks so much for that text. I do appreciate you. 702-365-9200. That is the Raider Nation listener line. Let's go out to the phone lines right now. Let's talk to our guy, Papa Meach. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, Q. How are you? Fantastic. How are you? Good. Good. Thanks. Hey, um, I was uh, thinking about your question, and I think one of the things that came to my mind was um, to be open to other people's suggestions and not being stubborn to, it's always been this way, and I think what happened with the team that they were a lot of players maybe were shocked that uh, the new head coach came to them and said, "Hey, you know, what plays do you like running? This, that, and the other. What things do we need to change and stuff?" And I think uh, nothing against Josh, but I think the old regime, you know, this is my way or the highway. This, you know, yeah. uh, this is the way I've done it in the past, and this is the way I'm going to do it. And uh, that just didn't seem to work, and I think that was really refreshing to the team. And the second thing that I want to see is just consistency. Um, I want to see consistency in the play, and um, if I see consistency, I, I think we're going to do really well. I'm, I'm certainly Papa Meach, and I've been around from the beginning. <laughs> and so back in the day when the Raiders were, were big time, you know, 70s, 80s, and 90s, um, I think teams would circle the Raiders on the schedule and say, oh, my gosh, are we going to be in for a fight because this is one of the most elite teams in the league. And then I think um, the teams now, and this is a, you know, a weird analogy maybe, but you know, the good elite teams circle the schedule with the Raiders and say, oh, good, well, that's a win for us. And yeah. I, I, I think we as longtime Raider fans want to, want to see that change. And so that's what I'm hoping for. Um, so... Um, that's kind of my thoughts about, you know, your question. Um, maybe next time I can call in, I'd like to talk to you about my thoughts about um, picking a head coach and all that stuff. But I just wanted to just call in and say I, I really enjoy your show, and, and I just wanted to answer your questions for you. All right, thanks so much for the call, Papa Meach. Definitely appreciate that. And, yeah, I mean, the, that's the thing about it, and that's probably the most disappointing aspect of the whole Josh McDaniels experiment and I don't want to you know every day kind of throw dirt on his name and everything but the most disappointing thing for me is that he sat there in the opening presser and said that I learned from my mistakes 10 years ago in Denver 
I'm 10 years older. And I could relate to that because we all make, I feel like we all make mistakes and then we, we grow from it, or at least we're supposed to. Now, there's some that just can't get right, that just can't get out of their own way, right? There's guys that we know. We all have those family members that are like, you know, just got out of jail and they go back like 10 days later. You know what I mean? Or they just they don't know no better. They just keep getting in trouble. and keep, They never learn from their mistakes. Most of us like to think that we're going to be able to hang our hat on, yeah, you know what, I've matured. I'm not that same dude I was at 21. Like 47-year-old Q is not 27-year-old Q. And if I was, it'd be a problem. <laughs> right. I mean, let's just be let's keep it a buck. Right. It'd be a problem that that is not that is not me. But unfortunately, everything he said about what he learned and who he wasn't is unfortunately who he was. And he still was that guy. And I know I say Tigers can't change their stripes and they can't clearly. But you would have thought that, hey, that didn't work the first time around. I got another shot at it with an organization that's in a market that's really cool. Uh, it's got a it's a storied franchise. Man, I might be able to do some great things. And man, my name could be big. And he just just didn't take advantage of the opportunity. It was, that, to me, was the most disappointing part, is that everything that we learned, the more and more that's coming out uh, about this situation, the more we're learning that nothing changed from the time he was in Denver to the time he was in Vegas. That, to me, is what's upsetting. But that, at this point, it does not matter. Eddie in L.A., you're up next. What's on your mind, brother? What's going on, Q? It's funny you just bring that up. I was thinking about that, uh, you know, in the morning car ride, and, and I was just reflecting if, if – Everything if, if everything would have stayed the same and this guy would have just took five minutes and just said, you know what, what I'm doing is not working. Let me take some suggestions. Let me turn things around. Let me really learn from my previous experience and come and, and make a full change to make this work. I mean, how, how much better could this team be, it could have been if that was the mindset at the end of last year to the beginning of this year? But it isn't. You know, it's funny you say Tigers can't change their stripes, man. The... the, the, the just, it just goes to show you, as far as coaching in the NFL, who gets multiple opportunities versus who doesn't, and right. because of a resume, right? Yep. I'm not saying that he didn't, he, he uh, the work that he did in New England didn't, uh, you know, didn't give him a shot to be a head coach. I'm just saying after he did what he did in Denver, what he did with the Colts, he should have never been in this position with the with the Raiders. But it it, it just kind of goes to the culture of the NFL. Yep. But back to our boys here, you know. What's impressive to me is again is going up against the Gents right now. I'm excited to see how the defense is going to continue to play because we're going to need them if we're going to if we're going to beat the Jets because of how good their defense is. We're going to need our defense to try to score points as well to help our offense get going. There's going to be an emphasis on the run. That team can't stop the run. We have trouble with the run. We're we're I wouldn't say we're evenly matched. Um, uh, per se, because I think their defense is still a little more stout than ours, mm-hmm. and our offense is obviously more stout than theirs. But I think that the Raiders are in a very good opportunity to go out and just really continue to show that we are a better team than when we were coached the first eight games of the year. We can come out, we can prove that we weren't just a one-hit wonder, and we went and we went off of motion. There's no more motion. Everything's gone. Now it's back to playing football. Now it's back to proving, okay, this is who we really are. You are who your record is. Oh, yeah. Can you get in there? Can you motivate yourself? Can you create more 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 plays on offense? Like you said, you don't wait to to get these play these playmakers involved until late in the game. Can you start them early? Can you can you get that ball going so we so it opens up 
think for the run game and vice versa. Keeps continuing to make it easier for this rookie to make easy completions and take shots down the field when they're there. If we're able to take shots down the field, it's going to open up the run game. It's going to be a long day for uh, for the Jets, and I'm just excited for it, man. It's it's great to have a head coach that understands the the culture, but we need to have a head coach that can continue to win and win. I'd, lo- I'd love for this guy to, to, to have the job going forward, mm-hmm. but he's got to prove it just like anybody else on this team. Raider Nation, stay up. Raiders! Eddie in L.A., and to his point at the end when he said uh, he hopes that the coach stays on long-term, I, I-, I ain't going to lie to you, right? One week into the Antonio Pierce experiment and-, and him being the interim head coach, I'm all aboard. I'm all aboard. Normally I'd wait a lot longer, but – it just seems like, and again, things could change. We know how things go, man. They change quick, fast, in a hurry. We know that. But, man, it just seems like if for what the Raiders need, not necessarily want, but what they need, I feel like he is the right guy for the job. Now, of course, there's eight games, including Sunday. So things could all of a sudden change. You'd be like, yeah, that was fun week one, but maybe not. So then I might come back and be like, all right, I was wrong. But it feels, it feels the part right now. It really does. It feels like. This is the making of a guy that could be a, a really good coach for this team for a long time. He's a young dude. He's got plenty of energy. The guys rally around him. He can relate to guys coming out of college because why? He was just in college. Not him as a player in college, but as a coach in college. He knows the language. He knows how to speak to him. He knows how to talk. How many people are excited about Antonio Pierce driving a 6'4 Impala? How many people got fired up about that? Folks that don't even know the significance of a 6'4 Impala were like, that's cool. I've never seen a head coach driving something like that, right? I mean, just – and, again, that doesn't mean that you're going to be a great coach. It doesn't. I get that. But when you can speak the language of the players that you're coaching up, when you can get on their level, when you could do, in their words, not mine, touch them, understand where they're coming from, feel them, that makes a hell of a difference. It really, really does. And so I'm definitely pulling for them. And it's funny, I remember – when Cynthia Freeland was on our show, not last week, but, you know, multiple weeks ago, way long time ago, and she said, you've got a really good uh, coach on the staff and the linebacker coach, Antonio Pierce, and she started to break down what she knew about him and how she knew him and, you know, why she knew that he was going to be good because he loved football. And I remember going to the, 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 the time that we had an opportunity to catch up with, and I still have the recording, as a matter of fact, um, when we got a chance to catch up with all the assistant coaches, and I said, hey, we had Cynthia Freeland on the show, and she said this, that, and the other about you. And, you know, and when I told him that, the way his eyes lit up and the way that he got excited about that, because, one, somebody recognized and remembered what he brings to the game as a coach and a teacher of the game, and then he started to go off about what the game meant. It was, it was amazing. I might, if I can find it before the show's over, I might be able to play that back just so you can understand. This was back before – this was like in training camp, way before the season ever started, uh, just a little back and forth that I had with Antonio Pierce uh, when we all got an opportunity to catch up with the assistant coaches. Mitch in New Jersey, I see you. Gangster Raider, I see you. Houston from L.A., I see you. We'll get to you in a hot minute. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back, get those calls, a couple texts, and we'll close out hour number one just like that. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q, broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Coming up at 3 o'clock, Rich Samini from ESPN will join us to talk all things J-E-T-S Jets. They come into Legion Stadium on Sunday night, 4-4. Four and four. The Raiders obviously 4-5. and five. Both teams still in the thick of things. And don't think it's going to be a super high-scoring game by any stretch of the imaginations. Both defenses playing really well. 
Both offenses, well, I think the Raiders' offense is playing a lot better than the Jets. The Jets' offense is definitely struggling. But we'll see how it goes down Sunday night. little prime time action. This is Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Let's go out to the phone line. Let's talk to our guy Mitch in New Jersey. Welcome to the show. How's it going, Q? Fantastic. I didn't think it was, I didn't think it was possible to, to face a corner that's worse than uh, Mr. DeVito. <laughs> but I think we got our man in Zach Wilson. I think he takes the cake and eats it, too. He's terrible. I'm sorry. I think Sam Donald could do something. But, um, and his business, Aaron Rodgers, thinks he can come. Nobody in over 100 years in any sport has come back from the Achilles tear in the same season. From the 1890s to last year, this year, it's, it's such a fallacy. It's comical that he thinks he can come back. What, get out where you can. Or what's the next year? And, you know, it's just their luck. Uh, what do you think about the midseason report cards from Michael Mayer and Zemir White? Can I see more touches? Thank you for taking my call. Enjoy the game. Hey, hey good stuff. Thanks for the call, Mitch. And, uh, yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers is just trying to – I think he's trying to keep those guys fired up. I think he's trying to keep them motivated. I, I don't think there's any chance at all that he believes he's really going to come back from a torn Achilles. I just don't see it. Not this year. But – Maybe he does. Who knows? But uh, I just think that he's trying to keep them focused and fired up and, and try to continue to win games. I've said this before. If the, Ra- if the Raiders, if the, the Jets actually made the playoffs, if somehow they made the playoffs and then Aaron Rodgers was going to come back, would you want him to come back at that point anyway? The dude hasn't played all season long. You know how rusty he'd be, how, you know, how much he'd have to really get back into the swing of things. Like, I, I could not imagine any of that. So I just think that he's trying to gas them up. Uh, as far as – the midseason report cards, I mean, they're both incomplete, right? Michael Mayer's got a little bit of burn, but Zamir White's got nothing. He's done absolutely nothing, so I don't think there's any report card uh, on either one of those guys right now. I think that uh, you can't give a report card on those guys until the season's all wrapped up because, again, they've both gotten off to slow starts. Michael Mayer's done a little bit more than we've seen from Zamir White. Let's go out to Gangster Raider. You're up next. What's on your mind? Oh, just kidding. Houston in L.A., what's on your mind? Hey, hey, what's up, Q? How you guys doing, man? Good? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Hey, um, man, like, realistically, what um, AP embodies, bro, it's like we got brothers. I'm from South Central L.A., and I live yeah. in Compton right now, uh, my wifey and I. And, yeah. um, man, he's got the city of Compton buzzing. I'm just saying because this brother that I was talking to, my neighbor right across the street, he was like, hey, man, he's not even a Raider fan. And He's just like, man, y'all might have something good. And we can always, you know, get buzzed off our own stuff. But when it's the other people that like other teams that, you know, give us some compliments as far as it may be, you know, a good thing. And, you know, it's only been one week. So, you know, I'm going to keep it, you know, know, within perspective and everything. But it only takes, like, man, one person sometimes to just kind of, change the whole chemistry on how a person might see something, you know, as far as it being a possible negative thing. And I'm not going to put all that on the ex-coach, you know what I mean? But as far as it be a perspective to like, man, we, I don't know how we're going to be this year. Just all of a sudden it just being like, you know, it's bright light. And it just takes one person to get these people motivated, just like Rich B did, you know? And yeah. I don't want it to be a, you know, a, a, a second thing of, us possibly losing somebody that might have been a bright spot because Rich may not have been, you know, I'm talking about Rich B now. He yeah. may not have been good for all the other 31 teams, but at that time, dude, he was good for the Raiders, and that's yeah. all we needed. And if we got it again, 
we better catch it before it's gone. You know what I mean? And we're going to beat these Jets, man. That's all I wanted to say, Q. Hey, good call, good call. Houston and L.A., definitely appreciate you. And, yeah, I think that's the situation, right? And that's why I'm kind of uh, jumping on board with the, the Antonio Pierce long-term early because I feel like that there needs to be more attention made to what he's doing right now and really a more focus in on what he's doing right now. You know, Rich Versace, I think that was awesome. I think what he was able to do with the team and get him to the playoffs, that was fantastic. And obviously the team was rallying around him. And, you know, I think a lot of people, including myself, looked at him as well. He's just an interim head coach. And that was my mistake. But I think now that, you know, as long as you don't make that same mistake twice, you can learn from that. And, and that's, that's, that's part of me growing. I think it's part of everyone growing. It's like, okay, you know what? Maybe this dude really can take this team where they need to go. Well, there's eight more games. We'll find out what it looks like. Definitely appreciate that call. Rich Samini from ESPN. He'll join us to talk Jets next as we kick off hour number two of the show. It's Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.